0: Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this very special episode, guys, we have Lindsay Sharman joining us. Now she is a shamanic teacher and a healer. She is a spiritual guide, huge into tarot, author of six books and counting. I love that. She also has an incredible show called Rogue Ways. So you guys definitely check that out. Uh, All the ways to find her, of course, will be located down in the show notes. A phenomenal, phenomenal human being here. uh, And I'm just super, super grateful that we've connected. So on this episode, guys, we go balls deep into orgone energy, into the energies around you, into really how to calibrate and balance yourself amidst all of the chaos energies around. Also how you're your own spirit guide and how just really the simplicity is found within you are the deepest answers possible. That's just a very small section of what we talked about, guys. It's a phenomenal conversation. Also, while you're down there checking the resource links out, check out the link titled ExpandingRealityPodcast.com That is our central hub for everything. That is where None of our videos get banned, and all of them are up there in full for you to enjoy. Now, while you're over there enjoying the show and all the stuff that we can't put on YouTube because it's just way too cool for YouTube, then uh, you can also sign up to become an expansive insider, and this is our aligned membership program. If you really want to contribute to the show that contributes so much to your life, this is a wonderful way to support. That's where all the bonus episodes are, all the massive panel conversations and things that we're doing over there. It's uh, fun. It's There's a totally different vibe. Highly encourage anybody who feels Aligned and, and would like to participate in that. To do it, links located down below. Also, this is a value for value system, so you're not charged in any way for this. You don't have to make an investment other than your time. But if you would choose to support the show, that again supports the shit out of you and expanding your reality. There is a link down there in the show description as well called "Support the Mission." This is a wonderful way to invest as little or as much as you'd like. There's no cap on that, and I, like I said, just a wonderful way to support the show. And I'm grateful for everyone's involvement and aligned. Participation participation in this this is what's gonna do it guys this is the next step for us all so thank you thank you thank you all right so let's get to this incredibly cool conversation with Lindsay Sharman ladies and gentlemen welcoming to the show we have Lindsay Sharman hanging out from rogue waves how are you
1: I am Blessed beyond measure and only getting better to borrow from you.
0: <laughs> I love this. It's a new one that I uh, heard the other day that I've been passing around as well, uh, as opposed to my you know, redundant everyday above ground is a great day, which I completely subscribe to. But I love it. Blessed beyond measure and only getting better. I love this. i uh, been a huge fan of your work. You and I dance around in the same circles here. So um, an honor to get you on. And what's so funny is the day we booked this, my wife had just listened to you on Tin full Hat. She was like, oh my God, have you heard of Lindsay Sharman? I'm like... Yeah. She's amazing. So here we are. (laughs) Uh, If you don't mind, of course, I'm going to be linking all the ways to find you down in the show notes here, guys. She does a phenomenal show, author of over six books and counting. I love that. Uh, And of course, certified teacher, spiritual teacher and healer. Other than that, if you don't mind, for my audience that doesn't know you too well, tell us a little bit about you.
1: Yeah. Thank you. I'm I'm very honored to be here and it's very exciting uh, for me as well. I just I love to teach. Basically, this is my passion in life. My passion is to bring people uh, closer and closer to themselves, to to source or God or whatever you want to call that. um, And also to release anything that isn't that. And so this has been a lifelong mission of mine when I was really young. You know, the idea in my head was, well, I have to help, but I also have to not hurt. The world is just fucked. So like, it's fucked. It's clear to me. And so I have to at least not add to what's horrible in the world. And I have to try to help at least myself and hopefully others move towards what's right in the world and what's good. And so I've just been doing that my whole life. It has progressed, of course, um, from teaching children in, in public and private schools around the world to doing my own show, Rogue Ways and Middle Path where I, I try to bring more and more of that light to more and more people and also doing uh, my spiritual work one-on-one with people uh, teaching in that way and also helping people to heal in profound ways as well. So I do shamanic healing work. I do sound healing. I do all kinds of things to help people, whatever they need. I'm, I'm exceptionally flexible actually. So I, I'm kind of the, the catch-all, especially for the people who don't really feel drawn to the sort of traditional woo-woo uh, traditional shaman sort of, um, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of fit in that groove, which makes me really happy because that's how I was when I was on my healing path. I was like, I don't, I'm not going to go to this like center with full of crystals and they're beautiful, but I just don't feel like that's me. And, you know, I also wasn't necessarily that comfortable in like the sweat lodges I would go to too. I was, you know, but it wasn't like, it wasn't fully my path and my vibe and, Uh, I always felt especially right. Like if I couldn't say fuck around people that that probably wasn't my crew. (laughs) So like, you know, and it's not like uh, I need that, but it's just something, I just need something that's a less fake feeling to me. And I feel like I became that type of healer for others as well. So of course, right. We become exactly what we are, the more we heal and the further we go. So I don't know how well, how well that introduces me in general, but that's what I'm going with today. <laughs> uh, absolutely
0: nailed it because you, you touched on all the things I found important as well. You know, my wife bought me a shirt a long time ago to the same uh, kind of standard that you've got for yourself as well. And that is, it says it reads do no harm, but take no shit. There is kind of like this element of, yeah, I'm not out here to hurt anybody, but I'm also not out here to get fucked over and fooled and all of those things as well. And so it's kind of just a boundary thing. And to what you said about uh, curse words, if you want to say that, I, uh, then I find that it's a way to really embody someone's authenticity. You know, it's, it's where you can tell that they're being real with you. If they're kind of like, oh, that's a naughty word. The only naughty words in our house are spending, trying, and these little in NLP, you know, the neuro-linguistic programming yeah. things that my wife and I will catch each other on every now and then. I'm like, ah, that's a curse word. That is going against our higher self. But I agree with you on it's the smart. the fact that people can be just open and honest with themselves allows you to attract the type of people who are the same with themselves. And so you you find this very interesting correlation between the types of methods in which you healed and what works for you, but also what other people talk about in other modalities as well. This is why I'm fascinated about you in particular. I've listened to your show several times. I'm a fan. You know, I'm a huge fan of yours. So with with the different understandings and modalities that you practice, I, I love this because you're able to facilitate things from so many different perspectives and you don't pigeonhole yourself into one idea saying, no, 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 this is the only way. There, there are so many people, and I use an example of meditation, right? So I, I'm not a sit-down meditator. I understand, like, the benefits of being mindful and, and being still and all of that. It doesn't work for me. So have you, have you come across any other things like that to where, like, there's a standard in practice? I know manifestation is one of the biggest ones. It's all, it's all convoluted. So have you come across any like that, and have you adapted it into something that's been a little bit more productive or useful for your needs?
1: of everything. Actually, you know, people ask me sometimes like, oh, you must have learned this from so-and-so. And And I'm like, no, I don't even know who that is. And they're like, you have to know who they are. They're like the biggest name in in what you do. And I'm like, nothing that I do came from anything mainstream at all, or even anyone that anyone would know the name of a hundred percent of what I do came to me through guidance, through synchronicity, you know, through my soul showing me and telling me and through what I call my guides and allies showing me and telling me. And I had some human teachers along the way too, that were really powerful and we need that, right? We need other people too. Um, but none of them, nobody would know any of them. And the reason I ended up with each of them is because they were a little bit outside of the sort of like norm and the traditional, <clears throat> excuse me. So all of what I do is, self-taught in that way it was guided by some person somewhere right or some book fell into my lap or something so it's not like there was no people involved but then i i took that as sort of just like a basis and then i went into my own guidance about okay how can i use this and and in what way should i use this what's best for me and for others and and then i taught myself and i think people don't really uh, always love that. They want you to have a certificate. They want to know like which school or which class or which, you know, great teacher are you of that lineage? And I'm like, no, none of that. This is why I'm, I'm rogue, you know, a rogue warrior. This is why my show is called rogue ways. Cause I basically just do my thing. And this is, um, the most authentic for me, right. It's literally coming from myself. So people will also say like, well, what, how do you, how do you know when you're doing sound healing? How did you know which forks to use? But I asked myself, I said, hey, higher self, hey self, hey guys, I'm like which of these is good for healing people in the way that's going to be best for me? They were like, these ones, I'm Like, cool, those ones. I got them. I looked at them. I, I asked each fork. What do you want to do for people what is your gift to give to people what are you good at and they all told me cool that's how i'm going to use you and then i just started using them and practicing and i started seeing i didn't go in with any preconceived notion about what was going to happen or how it was going to happen i just was like what i don't know what is going to happen let's try this what happens what do you feel what do i see and what do i feel what do i now know about you from your energy field And then I put it all together and I've, and this, so the way I do it, as far as I know, no one else has ever done it that way. Right. And it's the same with tarot. I learned the basics, found a tarot book, read about it, saw the layouts they do, why they do it that way, you know, learned my deck really well. And now I just am guided to make up whole uh, layouts and, and what, and I just went through this whole thing where I was guided to start doing past life readings as a tarot reading, which I don't know, again, maybe a bunch of people do that. Maybe no one's ever done that. I have no idea because it just came to me. (laughs) I was just guided to do that. And I just asked, well, how, how will I do that? And they were just telling me and showing me like this and like this. And I was like, cool, I'll try it. And it was one of the most powerful things ever. All these people who are now are getting these past life readings from me are like all these huge life long sort of complexes of problems that came from previous lives and gifts, but you know, this, that came over with them from a previous life or something they can now see really clearly and easily and start to heal and release. That's such powerful healing. It just came from my guy just saying like, Hey, how about this? And me going, Oh, okay. (laughs) I'll try that. Sure. So, um, you know, when you're talking about like these things, like this doesn't work for me and, and, and this other thing, my, I just try to get everyone to like, yeah, go do what works for you. Who cares? You know, the first person who ever did whatever we call Reiki is, didn't call it Reiki and didn't learn it from someone. (laughs) So why should you be limited to just that too? Your soul is infinite. It can do anything. You have access to that, right? So I just, I just do whatever I'm guided to. I do whatever works for me. And, and it turns out to be exceptionally powerful for other people too, which is just so cool. <laughs>
0: I love this. And you've touched on so many wonderful things I'd, I'd like to talk about because I, I've made the comparison and I use the metaphor of the Apollo 13 uh, movie, right? Uh, whenever they walk in and they've got the problem and they're on the ship and they're trying to solve this thing and they run in with a group of engineers and they dump a bunch of things from a box onto a table and they say, okay, here's what they have to work with. Let's solve the problem with this. Now, had there have been other access to other information materials uh, resources whatever that problem could have been solved a little bit differently or that opportunity in disguise as I like to call those things but with with something like what you're doing and again what I've compared this to a lot uh, is you know like uh, accreditations like teachers and doctors and all these people um, what's very interesting about that accreditation is all it tells me is that you learned how to dig into a box and you limited yourself with your understandings and you said okay I'm going to memorize this because that's what I was told to do and then we'll build on the things that were memorized. Now, the way that you go about this is the way that I prefer. This is why I would much rather have some person off the street that doesn't know anything to talk to me about quantum physics and their experience with their contact experience or something like that versus somebody who's strictly going to stick in these parameters and not be able to allow themselves or give themselves the permission to use their intuition. It's a very just regurgitated you know, elements of of going about this now. There's value in that because just like I say with the nuts and bolts people in the UFO phenomena, they're very. It's very valuable. It's it's limiting from the perspective I've gotten now, but it's very necessary because they niche down and there's tons of information in there. Then that's the building blocks in which your intuition can take over and say, you know, I'll grab a little of this, I'll grab a little of that, but you're not confined to a discipline or to a degree or to this limited way of thinking. You have a very expansive way of thinking, and that's that's why I'm so attracted to your message. Your work and and the, in your perspective and you know whenever people look at things like these different modalities and these rigid ideas structures and they're like this has to be the way you know it's interesting it's almost like another trap to me but you figured that trap out you figured out that actually all the information's within you and these external things that you attach to and you anchor your things to are just that they're just things that you attach and anchor to not necessarily for your benefit I think the benefit in that is attaching and anchoring to something and then figuring out that you were too stuck in something and then breaking out of it and using your intuition or allowing that to be an opportunity for you into intuition to speak out for you and say, hey, there are perhaps other ideas here. And if you just trust a little bit of it or lean into it just a little bit. Again, you know, uh, specifically on the meditation thing, I do walking meditations. I've talked to a lot of people about this. There were some people, several of them that have come back and said, you know, I couldn't do the meditation thing. I heard you talking about this walking meditation on the show, which is not my idea. It's just, it's out there. It's just what I've found works for me. And not only that, I'll combine it with grounding. So we have this you know, property out here. We've got two acres around the house, 10 in the field. And the two acres around the house is kind of where we do our own thing. It's where the dog have access to all that stuff. So instead of just walking around in a circle, I took this huge area. It's probably about an acre and uh, it's got you know pecan trees, stuff like that in it. And I left it, I mowed the outside and left the middle to grow up tall. Mm -hmm. And so now we have natural grasses. I feel better about the utilization of the land. But what I do is I go through there and I mowed a little path through there. It takes about 45 minutes round trip, so I know that that's where I'm going to be. I never use my phone, so now I'm combining you know, a little bit of exercise, um, grounding because I do it barefoot, and then meditation. I'm just very mindful of where I'm at. No phone, no nothing. and I found that those elements really get me where these gurus say you can be after three hours of just sit still meditation, but it took kind of taking that information, not being so stuck in it and locked in it to say, maybe there's something better to adapt it for my needs specifically. So again, what you're talking about this, this intuition guided type of a lifestyle has been the biggest game changer for me. And I know for you as well. So how do you empower others, you know, uh, to pursue this for themselves?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I, I really love to help people learn that their body physically is actually a, like a tuning fork. I mean your whole body is <laughs> an antenna. You can call it the Jedi, right? This is that ancient structure uh that can it's a transceiver of energy and information and and you are that. You're structured that way actually physically. Uh and so your physical body actually already knows everything. I also was guided, you know, in a channel. I do channel messages now too. I've come to accept this truth. (laughs) I really really rejected that for a long time, but it's definitely true. So uh, I was told in channeled messages that all of us have access to the Akashic records and I was like well what what is the Akashic records then and they were like it's your DNA and I was like well that's like way too easy like that's just way too simple and easy and they're like yeah it's that simple and easy and I'm like so anybody just can like go literally within and they're like yeah that's like what we've been saying for thousands of years is go within the answers are within you are the you know channel like all of this I'm like damn I just didn't realize it was like that Simple and obvious. So I try to help people understand this. Like you are this, you have that. There is no one who doesn't. And the only thing that stops you from accessing that, or trusting that, or being that is just that you didn't try, you didn't trust, right? And you and that's that's huge. I get it. It's huge, actually. Where our whole culture has been designed to control and suppress that by making you feel like you're worthless by making you feel like you couldn't do it right. Unless someone told you how to do it and you, and you stuck within the box of things on the table. Right. And to make you believe that you're just, you can't do it. that You're not special, that all these things have to be like, you have to be the chosen one and you have to go to the top of the mountain with the guru. And like, no, you just have to just get in there, (laughs) just be in there and see what comes forward. And, you know, one of the ways that's really easy I would love to share it actually, that anybody can do. Um- should I should I describe it? Oh
0: God, yeah, please. You're <laughs> gonna tease this thing. I will be. That's all we're doing until you speak again. There's gonna be dead air until you yeah. talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> so this
1: is so it's so easy. Literally, anyone can do it. You can practice it every day, all the time. And I just encourage people to do that. You know, as much as possible. For me, it works best if I'm like at the beginning, especially right. If I was outside, I might make shoes off, maybe or sitting somewhere, or like on a tree. I don't know. You know, in connection with nature. I do have to close my eyes just because it brings my attention within. So I'm not distracted by all this because I'm just a really constant, you know, I pay attention to details and everything and I'm taking in everything. So I, I just close my eyes to sort of cut that information flow off so I can just be more within you. You know, Brandon would b- want to be walking around right. Cause that's your way of getting deeper in touch. So everybody, you know, trust, trust, whatever way makes you feel like you're getting deeper in touch. But once you're in that place, wherever it is for you and, and you're in touch, you're just a little bit stiller. You're a little bit more centered, a little bit more present with yourself, not distracted by other things. You can practice this first. What I like to do first is to say something that's good, true, and beautiful, right? You know for sure already that it's good, true, and beautiful. So maybe it's as simple as like, I love, and then your partner's name or your mother's name or your child's name, right? Or your dog. You know, that's true. You know, it's good. You know, it's beautiful, right? So you just say that like, I love Johnny. And then feel, really feel in your physical body where you feel that, how you feel that. For the majority of people, it's, it's pretty specific. I, I kind of hate to share it cause it might be different for everyone. So do you know, keep your mind open, but at the same time, I want to help people confirm what they're feeling. So for most people, you feel that in the upper half of your body, you feel it mostly in your heart area. It's expansive. It's warm. I mean, and this is a literal physical feeling. You feel, I keep feeling it as we're talking about it. Right.
0: Same. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. And it's expand. and it's glowing and it's whatever, right? Those, all those feelings, it can be tingly. It can have other things attached to it too, which is cool. Notice all of those, right? Now try the opposite. Say something, you know, for sure is bad, evil, dark, untrue, right? Divisive, deceitful. I hate Johnny. Ooh, already feel that yeah, most low. people. Yep. Feel Oof. it down lower in the lower <laughs> part of their abdomen. It feels constricting and it feels like Tightening, right? It feels cold sometimes. All of those things. This is a really simple tool. People say, well, I already knew those things were true, but you can use this for anything, right? You can say, mm, there's toilet paper at the supermarket right now. I literally feel that in my heart expanding. Yes, there is. <laughs> Right. There's an orangutan at the supermarket right now. I felt it lower like, no, there's not. <laughs> so the, and those are obvious ones, too. You do kind of already know they're pretty good guesses, but you can start to do it with things you you think you don't know the answer to. It's a down- right?
0: standing example.
1: Yeah, it's very, very easy. <laughs> and anyone can do it. And this, uh, when I was taught this, I was like, oh, I have the keys to the universe now. Yeah. And yeah. I do. And then I realized after I practiced this and practiced this and saw how easy it was and how I could ask about anything and I could know things and that I wasn't supposed to know and all of this, I realized, I've always been doing this. (laughs) You walked into some alley sometime and your lower part of your body constricted and said, get the hell out of here. And you were like, oh my God, I need to get the hell out of here. (laughs) You knew, right? How did you know? Because your body knows everything. It's beyond your body, right? It's your soul. It's the energy that flows through you. It's that Jedi antenna that you are. But this is how you're shown it very obviously. And in a million other ways too, but this is just one that's super simple. Anyone can do it. And really, like I said, you've always been doing it. Everyone has. Yes.
0: You know, what you touch on here is so important and you know it's it's something that we're raised with I think you know uh, we go through this part and we could absolutely get on our theories of what we think is going on here but one of one of the things that I've been thinking a lot lately especially with the extreme options here because I, that's what I feel they are only options if you want to be happy that's an option if you want to be miserable same thing right like the Buddha says suffering's a choice you can go through something shitty and still you know find it valuable my first um, LSD experience was horrible absolutely horrible crying throwing up everywhere but it was the most one of the most valuable things ever. That was part of my first spiritual awakening or my second one. being born is probably the first one. But what you touch on here is so important because in that indoctrination period in which we're learning our ego structures, religion, uh, authority, education, and the beautiful examples we have in the game that we play here with this since the Rockefeller age and we all know what we're talking about. then it seems that uh, you know with those ego structures and everything like that you then you know they kind of send adults off, always kind of questioning things and always looking over their shoulder going, can I walk in those woods right there or can I do this? Can I, you know, who's giving me authority to do this? And they don't really see at at certain points in their life, they don't see how empowered they are. And like you said, there, they're, it's within you. It's all right there. It's this, it, it go within, it's right there. There's another thing that I think is why everything out there is so loud. It's meant to... Attempt to distract your attention so that you can actually find that the answers are within. And I, you know, have the saying I've been saying forever now: tend the garden that you've got, meaning your own constitution, your literal surroundings, your family, your home. You know, um, people like to point fingers at other people, but they got a closet that they haven't cleaned out in ten years. You know, it's like there, there's so many things that with people themselves, they do have the own, their own authority, and no one has to tell them what to do. This is part of what you and I are meant to do here. We give people back to themselves. We we can give people permission to give themselves permission. And it's something, again, that you're trained very heavily not to pursue. But the breakout of it and on the other side of it is where all the glory is. This is where all of the answers come in. And it's so simple. This is why everything out there is very convoluted, very crazy, very chaotic, very interconnected and all of that stuff but within you it's very simple you can do this on just like you said a duality type of a of a calibration or a feeling you could say okay what's true boom truth has a frequency and then you know down here same thing shit things or things that don't serve your higher good or the path that you're on have a frequency And being able to get in contact with someone like you and to be empowered by the confidence you have in your own experience really empowers others. And this is something, again, that I find so amazing about you. So just thank you again for what you're doing just personally, but also on behalf of the collective. Uh, So what is something that you find just so asinine that people participate in that you have found a much simpler way that's made just such a tremendous difference in your life?
1: Ooh, that's such a good question. <laughs> uh, the answer was coming to me before you even asked. And mm-hmm. I was like, why am I thinking about this right now? Um, and it's actually really to do with that tending of your own garden and cleaning out your own closet, right? Uh, is that when you're doing that, I was thinking about how, you know, you're healing yourself and all these things and things just start to change around you, right? And and you're like, well, why? Like, I didn't really, all I did was really acknowledge some old wound in myself or, or see this toxic behavior I have and, and set out to say, I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm doing this more you know, holistic and healing thing instead, you know, and I, I'm going to remember next time I'm in the situation not to react in this way. Right. And I'm going to try this other method of reacting and, and things just start to transform. Like suddenly there's not people around me who are so evil and toxic all the time. Right. And why though? Like I did not like I went out and killed them all. Like, where did they go? Um, And, and what happened was you just stopped participating in that vibration, right? And you yeah. so therefore you stopped attracting it. So one of the most, I guess, like you said, asinine things that people are doing that, that could just change everything is stop participating in that. Yes. There's <laughs> yes. there's way more power than, but we're trained to think we have to react and we have to respond and we have to do something about it. And we have to, especially when it's things like our jobs, for example. So when I was still teaching a few years ago, before I left teaching completely in, in public schools, um, I literally was being attacked by almost everyone I worked with, That, like all the time, people were trying to sabotage me. They were coming in and stealing things from my room that would make it look like I was like unorganized or didn't have a grip on what was going on. Um, I had someone come into my room, come lock the door, shut the door and lock it behind them a man walk all the way over to the corner where I was corner me literally and tell me that I should leave and never come back super threatening and I'm like this is like a lawsuit waiting to happen um but instead of being like what are you doing why are you doing like attacking back I just looked at him and I just didn't say anything and I didn't nod I didn't smile I didn't acknowledge anything he said I just stared at him I didn't participate in it yes Yes. at all <laughs> like at all and that is not my past that is not my habit my habit is to fight back to attack back to like document so i can then start the lawsuit or like that's my habit and instead i just stared at him and he eventually i think just realized how insane he was being because i just stared at him and didn't react at all again didn't smile didn't frown didn't nothing just neutral neutrality right and then he eventually left and that was it And that was the end of that. And I was like, huh, I mean, that was insane. (laughs) I was so, who does this? But at the same time, it doesn't matter. It It doesn't doesn't. matter at all. And I just then went through my day and taught all my students and had a good day. And, you know, everything was fine and beautiful. I went home and made a good dinner and like that nothing in my life actually changed. (laughs) He had no control or effect on me. So it's actually not very right. It's actually this huge thing. It's actually a huge step to see that. Right. And it comes in different ways too. like, uh, someone was asking me yesterday, what are we going to do about the truthers who still insist on talking about the vaccine and danger and all the damage and whatever. And I was like, Nothing. What yeah. what would we do about it? Why yeah. would we even care actually? <laughs> I mean, I can't, I find myself saying like, Oh God, why are these people? And I wish dah, dah, dah. but that's more for me to learn. Oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to behave like that. Or I don't want to talk like this or whatever. Right. More than it is anything to do with them. In fact, that's a hundred percent of what it is. Uh, they're just a tool for me to have this reflection and, and see and choose that. But that's another example of the same thing is like, why would we even participate? Right. Why, would, why wouldn't we just say, well, what do I do? I think it's more important to talk about the solutions, the answers, how we can empower ourselves, what we can do, how amazing life is. Like, so that's what I'm going to do. That is actually what changes the world too. So I maybe it's um, beyond what you were asking, but that was my my feeling, right, is, is stop participating in the things that don't serve you and, and stop even reacting to them at all uh, and just do what you want, do what you love. Right. Do create what your passion is and do what you think the answer is and do that?
0: It's a perfect way to answer it. So you nailed <laughs> it's, it. It's harder
1: oh. than it sounds for a lot of you, but it's actually easier than it sounds, too. It, it is. is.
0: Both are dependent on a vibrational state. And so I'm so grateful for what you said, because earlier when you were talking about walking down the alley and your stomach hurts, like you can tell there's an environment, there's a situation. You're immersed in something that feels that that makes you feel uneasy. And this is an indicator, right? This is your little warning lights going off saying, hey, you're, you're going to learn from this and move on. But you need to move on. So these folks that get stuck in these cycles, you know, these little, uh, you know, uh, we use a comparison of like a river for life and the flow. And there's so many different nuances through this message. But you can picture these little whirlpools off to the side as you're going down your journey. There's a little whirlpool called corporate life and all of that. And you can get stuck in that for a little while as long as you'd like because it's an option here. But what you said about your stomach, you know, and feeling into these types of things, this is where your friends and the people around you, this is why they make you feel like that. And then what you said is that whenever those reflections, when you change, the reflections of your world changed back to you. Because, yes, I love this concept that, you know, at a level unity consciousness idea, we're all the same thing. You're the only damn one here. And so just different vibrational states reflect to you back from yourself of that that are matching right that are corresponding so if you feel like shit being around certain people that's maybe because you've outgrown that feeling of being around those people and there's something greater for you and so there's kind of like this indicator this this compass this you know thing within you that constantly gauges where you're at versus where you know you want to be this this internal and so whenever you talk about like your feelings guiding things that dis-ease of sitting in a situation that's not comfortable for you, that's good because that's a motivator. That means that you're motivated to change. And you know, you'll see things in people's lives like I'll, I'll observe somebody go, oh, this was kind of weird. This happened and it was awful and it's something horrible and I'm just like, uh, pay attention and then it keeps ramping up and gets more increasing and more increasing and finally they reached some awareness and they're like, got it. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And then it's like your universe or spirit guides everything up there somewhere, not distant from your separate from I mean, they're all cheering. They're losing their shit. They're just like, oh, my God, they finally got it. Oh, my God. Just like with you with that man, um, you know, they're they're all sitting there just like, oh, hold, hold. Like William Wallace and in the back. They're just like, come on, she can do it. She can do it. And then when you did, there's like, ah. And then you didn't. How how often have you encountered a situation like that after you conquered that one?
1: Zero times.
0: Yeah, because yeah. you're not a resonant frequency for that action anymore because you, right. you've shown yourself. And even if it's something like a little bit on your mind, like, oh, I don't get pushed around. Things are going to step in to push you around to go, are you sure? Sure about so there's, that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's like a, an element of like uh, practicing it. You know, when my brothers and I would watch like Kung Fu movies and shit as kids, we, you know, then go out in the garage and you're doing Kung Fu, right? Because you see it and then you're like, ooh, I can participate in this. I can do this. It's the same here. You're granted the opportunity to grow into the greatest, grandest version of yourself Constantly, fucking constantly. constantly. And that feeling is what guides you into that next level. I I love what you said. I mean, really, it's it's deep and it is the f- the core understanding that once I finally realized it I was like got it and then yes this is when the people around me everything started changing for some damn reason I go through a drive through I've always got the happiest like all star employee ever nobody's ever having a <laughs> shit mood that's working behind some counter in front of me it's always the coolest damn people or it's a simple it's a slam dunk you know somebody's having a rough day and you can kind of see it on them you just smile at them ask them how their day's going boom you've just illuminated another creature you may have been the only person that, that asked that but you can feel it. You can sense it. So again, what you said, there's so many underlining things on this. I I absolutely love it. So, um, you know, how is, and I just, I just kind of am inspired to ask you this here, your relationship uh, with your significant other, how does this work out with the modalities that you're a part of? Is this a a conjoined thing? Is this a resonant harmony? Or do you find that there's a little um, dissonance with that?
1: Um, there, there's no dissonance. So that's a good question. No one's ever asked me that before. There's no dissonance at all. In fact, it's hard to describe exactly how like equal opposite our energy is and what we're doing is he definitely, I think, would not describe himself as this, like, any kind of a sort of healing spiritual side. I'm starting to work on him though. I'm like, do you see how psychic you just were? Like you've been psychic. Like here, there's another one. There's another one. There's another one. And he's like, man, am I psychic? I'm like, you're like one of the most psychic people I've ever met. He, uh, I don't know if any people know him, but his name is Johnny Larson. You can go to johnnylarson.com and see some of his art. And I've also been telling him since I met him, we actually met by total chance. It was so ridiculous that it even happened. And there's like no reason we should be together except that our souls were like, all right, we're making this happen now. Um, But (laughs) the first time I met him was through his art. And I saw his art and I was like, this is beyond just art, right? Like, and I get that it's not everyone's style, right? And that's true of any artist. But I just looked at it, I'm like, something's coming through here actually. Like this is a type of channeling. And I think that's true for many people who are are sort of like actual artists, right? Who who are getting in the sort of zone and just being what they love and just doing what they're guided to do by by their natural artistic sort of guidance right i think that's what everyone is doing um but he's doing this too and i i told him i was like i i think you're channeling these um beings and these aspects of psyche and the collective psyche and yours that need to be expressed and some of it's real dark (laughs) like some of it's really dark some of it i'm like i would never hang that in my space by choice right but i then also understand like there's a just like the healing I do, we actually have to go into the darkness and you actually have to find the wound and you actually have to feel the pain of it in order for it to be released and healed. And I'm like, I think you're just doing this like as a service to humanity. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Like I just draw weird stuff. (laughs) Um, but then the more I've, I've grown to know him too. I learned he does all this incredible astral travel. He engages with these beings and it it just blows my mind that there's people who do this and don't realize it. Uh, and he's one of them. And so I find like his energy is this masculine sort of, um, like pull for my feminine pull that of the healing I do, like he's a part of it, whether he means to me or not, right. He's holding the energy field of the space that I'm doing the healing in so it's incredibly sympathetic right and the vibration is this equal opposite thing that is so beautiful and we're both serving in these totally different completely different ways um and again he he i think doesn't even still i think he's still in rejection of what he does which i was for a long time too i was like i'm not a shaman i'm not like healing people. I'm just helping people. I just help them help themselves. I don't channel things. I just like get downloads and inspire inspirations. And I just write it or like I was also in rejection of it. And I think this is actually really interesting for anyone to reflect upon how much in denial they might be of their own gifts and abilities. Because again, people will say like, well, I don't do that. You do that. Or I don't know how, or I can't do that. You're special. No, I maybe um, I'm different in that I keep choosing over and over again to continue going down this path, and maybe not everyone has done that yet or something, right? But that's not there's there's no special tools I was gifted that no one else was. Uh, so what is it that you're in denial and rejection of, and what is it that you're not seeing that that you're fantastic at, and it's ch- usually very deeply aligned with whatever your passions are and whatever your deepest sort of urge to do and be is. And just like we've been talking about earlier, the modalities that come out of that, that might heal you and the world could be completely new. They could be completely novel. It could be art itself, right? It could be the way you walk in a field that maybe like patterns, this energy into the earth that then disperses it through a bunch of trees in the neighborhood. And that, that goes sprinkling down on everyone around you. Who knows? You just like have to follow these things. You have to follow your passion and your bliss and your, um, well, I can't believe I just said that. Follow your bliss. I There's another one. I would have never, if someone would have told me years ago that I would have said that out loud on someone's show, I would have been like, no, I'm not that person. Here, I just said it out loud, but it's true. <laughs> so I have to say it.
0: Well, and now you you got to make a t-shirt of it and offer it for right. merch, you know, uh, follow follow your bliss. Uh, oh I goodness. love it. Yeah, with like seven S's, right? Yes. Uh, it's absolutely perfect. And and I love what you said as well, because there is sort of like an intuitive feeling that these folks get. Uh, your significant other in in particular, here. And it's just like innate. It's just, uh, they're, they're just compelled. They're just like, yeah, this is just what I do. And at its simplest form, they don't then therefore over analyze it. Right. And then, cause sometimes, you know, folks can start looking deep into something and then kind of screw it up a little bit. Right? right. If there, if there's a clean open channel for that to be facilitated through, I say let it let it be open, but I love that you kind of point out a little bit here and there, hey, the, you're actually a little bit psychic, and then there's a little confidence built there, and these are, you know, subconscious seeds that you plant that are, again, empowering because it's a good thing. It's not like, um, I don't something emasculating or something from his perspective. It's always very encouraging, which is wonderful, and then it, it only encourages this particular individual, whoever you're talking about, just happens to be your, your boo at this time, uh, mm-hmm. to follow their bliss, which I absolutely love. So then um, let, let's stick on this vein then. What do you think is one of the most impactful ways that people can follow their bliss? If they're just starting out saying, I don't know what I'm good at. I don't know what I'm doing. What, what's some advice? Because we all have this and I agree with you. So what's, what's one that you would say?
1: I genuinely don't even know if you have a choice. Like mm. there's uh, one of my favorite book is The NeverEnding Story. Anybody who knows me has heard me talk about it a billion times. There's everything you ever needed to know is in The NeverEnding Story. And so I'll, spoiler alert, if if this is, goes beyond the movie, the book does. And so, um, you know, if you haven't read it, then here comes some spoilers. But when Bastion gets to Fantastica and he's given the Orin, uh, he is told to follow his wishes, do what you wish, do what thou wish, right? Do what thou will uh, is another way of saying that. And I do believe we're all doing exactly what we will and what we wish all of the time. And I think we don't think that all the time, right? So Bastion goes about and he's like, you know, well, I really want to like have someone to share this new world with. And so then he finds this uh the many colored death and he gets to experience this world with him. And then he's like, well, I really want to be strong. And, and so then he becomes like this, you know, fighter or whatever, but even when he's not conscious of his wishes, that's what's happening too. Yeah. Right. So even when he's not sure what, and saying out loud, here's what I want. That's also what's coming to him. And this is exactly like our world. This is fantastica. We're in it, right? We have the (laughs) Orin. And so whatever we wish and we will is exactly what's coming to us. People are in rejection of this often because they're saying, well, why am I suffering then? Or why did I choose to get tortured by a dentist when I was four years old? And you're like, what did you will, right? Like, what did you actually wish and what did you need out of that? And it's really cool to read this story and see it because you really see like, yeah, that actually is how it happens. You don't realize what you really want is like for other people to like feel afraid of you and look up to you and fear and like tremble at your power. And then all of a sudden you're doing it and you're like, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> what have I done, right? Like, why did I do this? Um, because there was something in you that was unhealed, or that's the way I like to describe mm-hmm. it, right? Or you had this, you know, negative karma is the way some people describe it too, uh, that you needed to balance out, that you needed to truly really find in yourself and sort of uproot. So I don't know that you can choose otherwise, right? I went into teaching because I wanted to help people, like I said, and I, and I thought this is one of the only ways I can make money without doing harm in this crazy, insane world, yeah. right? And then eventually I realized I actually was supporting a system that harms quite, Frequently, And I I knew that going in, but I just thought I could be like bright enough and good enough that like it would counteract that and I would shield the damage from all these kids. And in a way I can kind of do that. But eventually I saw it's getting like to the point where like that's not even really true anymore. It's just so damaging and there's just so little I can do about it. But more importantly, I was harming myself really, really deeply, Mm. really, really deeply. And I would have said like, well, the system did that to me or those crazy teachers who attacked me did that to me. Right. But I looked into it more deeply and I saw, no, I really was doing that to myself. At some level, I was punishing myself. At some level, I still felt guilty and ashamed of things that I should have never felt guilty and ashamed about. And I still was carrying the weight of other people's burdens on my back for them because I didn't want them to suffer. And then that was harming me. <laughs> and so really, I was punishing myself. I was hating myself. And that was my deepest will was to do that because I really genuinely believed that I deserved it. Right and that other people deserved for me to carry their weight for them. And that's not true. Neither, None of those things are true. So I had to, just like Bastion does in Fantastica, follow out the consequences of my will until I got to the point where that was truly no longer my will. It was no longer my will to harm myself. It was no longer my will to carry other people's burdens for them. It still was my will, and I think always will be, to help people, genuinely help them and not harm them. But now I understand I have to and can only do it. And it is my will to do it in a way that doesn't harm me and that empowers them to carry their own burden, rather to release the burden they didn't maybe realize was so easy to release, right? And to heal themselves in that way and to then become healers of themselves forever after that point so that I don't have to always do it all myself, that became my will then. So I, you know, when you say like, how can we help other people find that or do that? I genuinely just think you just are already doing it. And you just keep going. It is always going to help to reflect on it to ask yourself truly, like, do I love this? Like, is this really what I want? Or why? Why am I doing this? Right? Why really like, why did I choose this job? Is this the job that is best for me? Uh, Is there something else that I would enjoy more? Do I need this much money? Do I need less money? Like all of this stuff, it's great to look into that and to see, because that's, that's where in the reflection is where you can start to determine if your will is changing, (laughs) if your passion is changing. And then the stuff that gets in the way (laughs) that's the stuff where you really then turn your attention and say, okay, why, why am I letting this get in the way? Right? So one of the things, which is probably pretty universal when I went to leave teaching, right? I saw um, this fear come up. Well, what about, what about the house you own? How are you going to keep making payments on that? And I was like, fine, I won't own a house anymore. And so I sold my house. <laughs> like, what about the car? Well, you're going to, how are you going to make payments on that? Fine. Sell the car. I don't have a car anymore. I don't have payments. I bought a car. I don't have to make payments on. So then now I just own a car. Okay. Well, what about, you know, the, your rest of your life? Like, how are you going to make money? I don't care. I can always go back. I can always find another teaching job somewhere, right? That's always possible, but I'm just going to go see what else could be. I don't even care. I'll work at Starbucks. I always say like, it doesn't matter to me money survival. Like that's just going to happen. That's a given. I know that I can make that happen. I'm not worried about that, but I'm just going to trust and see. So when these things come up and they say, Oh, that might be your passion and your will, but what about this? You just have to look really deeply and honestly at each of them and see. And and if you decide, no, actually I do. I'm going to keep my house or I'm going to keep my marriage. or I'm going to keep my car. or I'm going to hold on to that. Well, that's your will then. And that's what you're choosing. And that's okay. And if you find like I did five years later that you're still actually miserable because you've still been staying in this system. And, you know, for me crushing my own soul in order to sort of try to help other people's souls, then maybe finally you'll realize, okay, no, actually the house isn't worth it. Like the car isn't worth it. This is what I really, truly deeply will. My deepest passion is not to have a house and it's not to have a car. It's to be really deeply well in myself, healthy and well in myself, and to continue helping other people also be healthy and well in themselves. And that literally, I think that trust in that, but choice, right. And that stepping into that choice, the universe just unfolds. I mean, the way that things then (laughs) cascaded into what I'm doing now is nearly indescribable and, and it's true. So Again, I I didn't ever think I'd be the person who's like, follow your bliss and the universe will just create the future for you. It's it's a little messier than that, perhaps, (laughs) but it actually is what happened you know, but I had to keep choosing it. So we all have these fears. We all have these old wounds. We have shame or guilt or, you know, uh, trust issues or what all kinds of things. And those are the things that are going to come up every time we're choosing anything. Right. And like you said, they're going to throw up these little things like, okay, are you sure? What about this? Right. And then you get this opportunity to say like, no, I'm not going to live from guilt anymore. Right. Or no, I'm not going to live in fear anymore. I'm going to just move forward in this. I trust myself. Um, and then all that stuff starts to heal and it starts to crumble and it'll come up again a few times, right? Like sometimes it just like repeats a little, like, are you sure? Are you still sure. Are you still sure. <laughs> and you got to keep going a bit, right? Um, One of the challenges that came up for me was after I left, I sold the house, I sold the car, I jumped in this van I had bought, had already paid off. I can do anything now. I put a bed in it. I can live anywhere now. <laughs> I started driving around the continent. I had this amazing journey. I ended up with Johnny, which was awesome. Um, of course it had to be that way, but I got, I got, and so then I decided to sort of, okay, I'll stop traveling. I'll stay with Johnny for a little while and make sure this is really what it feels like it is. And it was. And so I moved here where I'm at now. And then I sort of settled and I I'm doing the show and I'm doing tarot readings and I'm doing more healings and stuff for people. And it's just like, not that much money it's so little money in fact that i'm starting to be like this is one of my things i grew up very poor so i'm like you don't go back to poverty like that's scary i have a fear about it. i have a complex about it right we were homeless sometimes we didn't have food sometimes so i start getting like i need to buy all this food and like ah right i started doing that sort of and i was like i don't know i don't know i don't know if it's gonna be okay maybe i should just get a teaching job so i went looking for teaching jobs i found one that paid more than i've ever made before And it was at a prison, which I know sounds like awful for some people. But for me, I'm like, those are my people, those those kids who are in this system like that deeply. Like, that's what I really would love to save the most. Right. Because I was one of them at one point. I get it. And so I had all of these like shiny baubles, right? Here's the temptation. It doesn't seem like temptation to a lot of people. They're like, what a prison job was your temptation? Yeah, that was like the temptation of not my deepest will, right? But the thing that was masquerading as my deepest will, but with all of the wounds still on it, right? All the shame and guilt, you have to help them. Who's going to help them if you don't, right? All this stuff on the fear of not having enough money. So I applied to it. And they wrote back and they were like, oh, my God, like they're so excited because, again, I've got like the best degrees and the best certifications. And I'm like literally a master teacher, you know, (laughs) that that's not who usually applies to that type of job. So they were like, oh, we're so excited, like come in for this interview and I'm telling Johnny this. And thank God, thank God I had this equal opposite part of my soul now because he was like what are you doing? (laughs) Like You just burned your life down to get away from that. And now you're going to go back. And I'm like, yeah, but look at the money. Look at the money. Like, look at those kids, those poor kids. And I had to like, really stop and see myself through his eyes and go, wow, (laughs) that's how powerful this is, right? This regression into your wounds, into what's safe, what you knew all along, what you've been doing all along. And I, And I stopped and I never wrote them back. And I never did the interview and I didn't take the job. And thank God. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like Thank God. I wouldn't have done all these things. I grew so much after that in my own healing of others you know, the amount that we can offer to others to empower themselves, to heal themselves is equal to what we've already given ourselves first. So having conquered that huge demon, right. I was then able to sort of really step up in my own healing game and more people then come for it because they, on the soul level, they can feel and see like, Oh, there's what I need. I need that. Right. And it wouldn't have signaled to them in that way. If I hadn't had just conquered that in myself, I don't even remember what your question was, but there we are.
0: Oh my God. <laughs> I, you're just, uh, I mean, I was already a huge fan, and now you're just easily one of my favorite people ever. You and I have so oh, much you. in <laughs> common, it is insane. The way that you are articulating, um, actually, let me do this in the opposite order, because it leads me to another question. When, whenever you were talking about uh, the the entire, your amazing story about the job and the teaching and everything, and br- literally removing yourself from it, even though it was a nice, steady, stable, comfortable, like, you know, you know, your bills are going to be paid kind of a thing, which is very enticing here. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it's kind of all the part of the game here. But what what you were able to do was to shut all of the nonsense down, and you really, just said, okay, I've got these two feelings, and here it feels like this, and here it feels like this, and they're based on the decisions that you make at the current state that you're in, but what I like about this is is that when you're faced with big decisions or what we would consider pretty monumental or life-changing events like that, you kind of get the feeling from yourself having already experienced it. You know, that's, in my mind, what's sending you those pulses. It's like, hey, I'm already across the river. It's like a friend, you know, yelling at you across the dangerous river that they just crossed. They're like, hey, it's going to be fine. Just navigate, stay on the left, you know, kind of a thing. There's a rock about midway through. And they kind of coach you through it, but it's it's with your intuition and it's your future self. So that's what's guiding you now. They don't tell you, you know, that there's piranha in there and that there's kind of, like you said, <laughs> it it shapes out much more chaotically, it seems than it, than it, than you thought initially, but my God, on the other side of that, because even tending the chaos as kind of entertaining the chaos in between all of that is part of this experience, right? It's part of going through the shit with those knots in your stomach, but still having it. If you had to like gauge it and weight it, you know, it's like this much more heart. It's this much more go for it through the fear. But man, you are so relatable to such a wide variety of people after that. I did the same thing with my job. I left a very well, you know, hundred thousand dollar a year job, uh, car insurance, all of that good shit, and um, just said, "Okay, I'm doing the podcaster thing now," and just quit and quit it all with one podcast subscriber, by the way. And you know, I, um, I got out there and I did it. And yes, like you said, it was chaotic. It was crazy. It was probably the the seventh month into this was the hardest month I've had my entire forty years added up to be before this, but. God, it took me that. And right there is when it broke, when I was at my breaking and completely surrendered and just said, okay, uh, here we are. I'm here. You know, um, I entertained quite a bit quitting the show, um, going and getting another job, right? Lateral move, going back in. And this is what a lot of people think is conquering that side of themselves whenever they're like, oh, I'm done working at Chili's. I'll never work at Chili's again. And then they go work at like Del Taco or something. It's like, (laughs) it's not really the leap of faith we're talking about here. It's a safe lateral move. It's just, You put on a different paper hat, right? And there's nothing, like you said, wrong with that because it all facilitates an experience for growth, for your growth, for everybody's growth because you're putting these positions at this experience, at this vibrational rate for everything. You may be shitty to somebody one day and you're like, man, why was I like that? Or why was I perceived like that? Well, that's, you're facilitating their karma and you're not Mm -hmm. responsible for that, for interrupting that process, but you are responsible for participating in it at some level. Now, what's nice, and I know you're definitely at this as well, is you and I are done pretty much manifesting lessons, right? I, I had this really hard point to where it was just lesson after lesson after lesson after tear down after tower moment to, you know, uh, relate to your tarot there. And now I'm at the point to where I'm just attracting uh, and manifesting the people that need my help from the vibrational stance that I'm in. Where can I be of service where I'm at now? Now, what? Uh, To inverse the question here, whenever you were talking about uh, the teaching and all of the uh, energies that you had going on with that exactly mirror my experience with conspiracy theories, you Mm -hmm. go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to help everybody. I've got this. You know, I know the truth. I know how to articulate the truth. I got to wake everybody up because it's going to be for the better good. And, you know, I've found to a place just like you to where it was so toxic for me and it was very unhealthy for me, which leads me to my next question for you. What is your current position? Just your ideas. You don't have to plant your flag here. Where where are you at right now with what's going on in the world as far as your contribution to waking people up?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because that's all it's ever been about, right? But I'm with you in that like, There is no point in like shaking people and screaming and going like, wake up sheeple. Like it's not helpful at all. Uh, Maybe for some people every once in a while, who knows? But like in general, it's not, it's not the way for me anymore, at least Um, because I see that it's not effective. So, you know, we were kind of talking about it earlier with the healing thing. And I think it's the same with this or with anything, honestly, is that when you're really deeply just moving along in your your river, right? And you're just floating through, and everything's just coming, and you're just being good to yourself, and you're following your passion and your will, which I, I think is what you have to do, no matter whether you think you're doing it or not. Uh, and then you're, you know, sending out like the signal, right? And you're holding this energetic space. And people who are like maybe on the shore, or maybe just floating less fast, and you're kind of floating by them, they're like, oh, how did they catch that wind in their sail? Like, I want to know what that is. And then they just come and they see, and they're like, oh, well, that's okay. Well, like I'm going to do this too. And you didn't have to call to them and you didn't have to advertise to them and you didn't have to like shove it in their face or shake them. You just were being that you just were floating along. And I trust too, because I, I say it to myself over and over again. It's one of my sort of prayers. If you want to call it that, like, let me be whatever is good, true and beautiful that other people can receive and feel or react to or whatever they need. Right as much as possible while staying true obviously to myself and doing what I'm doing. And that's my goal. That's my, my, And I think it's all of our gift, right? That we're doing that. It's the same if we're not, it's the same if we got off in one of those eddies and whirlpools on the side, right? And we're doing that whole thing. Well, that's what we're shining off to people. And some people are saying, ooh, I want that. And they're Mm. following that. That's cool. That's everybody's thing, right? That's what they're doing. That's their choice. Um, But you're doing that too. when you're living in most deeply in alignment with yourself and, and most deeply in your own flow. But I think that's way more powerful. I think people see it less often, I think when they see it, they notice it, no matter how they're perceiving it, something in them is going, what is that? Yeah. You know, like I could do that too. I could be that too. Right. And you're inspiring them. One of the things that stops people from all of this, right. Again, is those wounds that doubt, the doubt is such a killer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and the fear and these ego and these attachments, all of those things are what stop us from feeling that body energy more clearly. They're, they stop us from sort of receiving the intuition we're always receiving. Actually, we're just not always with it. We're not always jiving with it. We're not always accepting it as the truth. Those are all the things that are, are stopping everyone from being in their own flow and more fully and more deeply and releasing their own wounds more fully and more deeply. So when we're doing that, we're sending that out to everyone else too. We're reminding them: you can do this too. You can also heal. You can also release that attachment. You can also release that fear. You can also step into trust and faith and whatever you want to call it. You can do it too. And and we're inspiring people to do that. I think that's the best. I think it's the most effective way. I don't think it can be stopped. You know, when we talk about like, oh, I'm being censored and I'm being whatever, and it's like. Yeah, I mean, what we can't control, that right? I can't control Facebook doesn't ever show anyone my post, so I can't rely on Facebook to be my, you know, voice and my advertising or whatever. And and some other platforms seem to do it less, so I try to put more energy there. But in general, I just trust the right people will hear it and feel it. The right people will be inspired by it and go do it themselves. So some a bunch of people in a region I could never reach are going to receive that same energy. Right. Because all that really matters is that that energy comes through in some way for people. We're all spiritual beings. We're all going to reflect on it, whether we know it or not, consciously or not. And that's all that matters. We just keep that coming in.
0: Outstanding. So again, I have no
1: idea what the question was, wherever it, I went with it,
0: but... <laughs> well, it's a vibe, and and this is just such a flow right here, and I absolutely love this. So um, we you and I have very similar ways in which we approach this, but what I'd love is to ask somebody like yourself, uh, for my audience here, you know, everybody, again, has their own different ways of approaching things, so if you don't mind... D- to say to somebody, uh, here's a simple mindfulness thing that you can do, maybe takes five to 15 minutes a day, just something on a consistent basis that if you can consistently participate in it, it will absolutely change your life in a, in a very short amount of time. What Do you have anything like that that you do? Is it affirmations or journaling or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I do. I have so many that I do all day long. I, I try to describe to people now, I'm like, it's hard to describe, but it's almost all moments of every day that i'm like actively engaged in some sort of like spiritual practice yeah it's it's like whenever i I walk through
0: whenever i walk through doors they're all thresholds are always portals for me i'm always leveling up through a doorway of any kind if i walk through a bathroom door uh, several doors in a row i'm leveling up three times and it's a mindfulness thing that i walk myself through literally so yeah i hear you they're like embodied in your day-to-day yeah
1: that's a really good way of doing it this is why i invite people to make like you know, the sort of altar space like I have here and and have in various ways around the house. Because when you see the things that have been synchronous for you or the guides that have been powerful for you or the messages, right, that they like put it on a shirt, follow your bliss or whatever, and put that somewhere like when you see it. But you have to actually make the intention and the choice because you can also see it and not see it right like yeah. oh yeah that thing and just walk by um which is one of the dangers of any sort of practice too is that it starts to become mindless and you just do it as this routine and you're not actually engaged in it um but the more you can have these reminders around and make the choice to when you see them be reminded and just stop and be like oh yeah that right you feel it again i feel it in my heart I, oh, okay i'm here <laughs> yeah. right that sort of reminder i am wearing like a ring i have a ring that has the um, hung symbol, which is your heart chakra in the Sanskrit. Uh, and I, ha- I have that so that when I look at it, I remember, uh, heart center, breathe yeah. into that. Yeah. That feels good. Right. Um, I also have the mantras, right. So throughout the day, especially if I notice that my brain is, uh, this is very interesting and we are all probably doing it unless we're aware of it, but your brain will get on repeat with something, right. It's yes. often a song, but sometimes it's not a song. Sometimes it's like a phrase or like a, or like an event, or like something you're just like running over and over again, like, why did that woman look at me that way? Or something, it's just whatever, whatever the loop is, whenever I notice a loop is happening in my brain, I start doing a chant. Um, one of many, I have so many, right? So some little, uh, and it could be an affirmation instead, right? Like just a, oh, I'm I'm good, true, and beautiful, but I find sound helps me a lot. So I, I like to say out loud some sort of a chant or a mantra. Um, but one of the things too, that I want to say is I will stop, especially I notice more and more if I have tension in my body or tension in my mind or tension in my emotional, right? My heart. And I'll Oh, why am I doing this? Okay. I don't need to do this. So I'm just going to release this. And I just go through my chakras from root to crown and I just grab all that energy. I just, I just say to people, just know you're doing it. If you can visualize it, visualize it. If not, just know it or feel it. It doesn't matter. It's your intention, right? So I'm just grabbing the energy from my crown, my third eye, my throat, my heart, all the way down to the root and send it into the earth. Thank you, earth, for always being the infinite sink that you can take anything and return it to where it belongs and then i from the earth take the love and the energy the highest energy that the earth has to offer i bring it up through all of those and really feel that grounding thank you earth thank you thank you thank you and then i reach up to heaven and i pull down and i just bring the blessings from heaven into my crown all the way down to my root and i just take a minute to sit in that blessing. that one i actually do between each session i do I did this huge event the other weekend where I was doing like multiple readings all day long for multiple people. And there's so much energy around. I did that probably like 60 times that day (laughs) just to be really centered for a moment. Yeah. And bring that energy through. Right. Um, So as many of those things as you can, I think is good because a lot of people are like, well, I won't remember. You know, it's like some people are so far from any spiritual practice or any spiritual routine or any sort of presence that they're like, how would I even remember? And I'm like, okay, in that case, Set an alarm on your phone. Mm. I don't know anyone who doesn't have a phone at this point, unfortunately. Set an alarm on your phone. Set it for multiple times in the day. And every time the alarm goes off, stop and do any of those types of things and just sit in it for one minute at least, right? That even will just increase your presence. You'll start to notice more things about how you think, what you think about your emotional body. We think we're already really aware of these things. And even people who are really aware can be even more aware. And then you find even deeper levels of like, whoa, what was that? (laughs) Like, What was that jealousy? Or what was that attachment? Or what was that? negative energy. Like, let's take care of it now before it turns into some, you know, something bigger down the road. So there's all these different ways. And I think it doesn't matter so much what it is, right? We get attached sometimes to like, well, this tradition is the best tradition. And this teacher says this, and like, that's the right way. They're all the right way. All of them are the right way if they're the right way for you. And if they truly help you stop, get centered, reflect, reflect, be more aware, be more conscious, be more intentional, any of those things. They're all good.
0: Absolutely perfect. And, and and thank you for the new ones, because uh, this is why I ask also, is because there's so many different little things that we can do. And it's so, it seems so small, but my God, you know, what you're doing whenever you just pay attention to your thoughts. Recently, over the past two months, I've um, embodied and created a tulpa that I call my thought ninja. Now, ah. the thought ninja's job and his task is just to maintain the thoughts and monitor my thoughts. He's like a bouncer, right? He only lets certain vibrational thoughts get into the club, right? Uh, that are for my highest good and I set those intentions and I say, okay, you know, this is what's happening. Now, what, I, what I've found with that is just installing something and honestly, it was just to combat spirals. I was like, okay, I'm done having spiral thoughts and it's like you said, you get in this and then it goes to that and it leads to that and that, and then now you're spiraling and now you get in those patterns or those loops and that occupies a chitone of time that you're yes. running through your mind here. Now, if you could replace that with something mindful and even replace a third of it at first or replace, you know, a fifth of it at first and just because also, you know this this idea of frequencies and states, which is really what we're talking about here, uh, spiral from me mentally really carried a certain vibration for it, and it only got more root chakra, more root chakra, and it was horrible, and I hated it. This is why I was like, okay, well, if I can't do this what's what's a way that i can step outside of myself and kind of be mindful about it to kind of police it for myself like constantly you know there are blind spots that we have in our subconscious there are just things that you've picked up along the way just gunk that gets stuck to you and so what i manifest quite often or or i'm just mindful of is just clearing things that are my blind spots that aren't in my highest good there will be things that just kind of bubble up. And I'm like, there you are. It's a way of illuminating things without being so specific that I'm attached to this specific thing whenever there are 12 things sitting there. But I feel like the way that I articulated it energetically was to point out that one and all the other 12 are the really issues and they're just sitting there because I wasn't, I wouldn't correct, right? But if you generalize it, you'll find that all thirteen of them bitches, the twelve plus one, your baker's dozen (laughs) of nonsense, pops up, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And but with my thought ninja, I'm able to just go, "Okay, I no longer want to think that way." And an awesome visual representation of a katana comes out. There's usually acrobatics involved. It's a very nice spectacle, so it sticks with me. Yeah. Another one would be um, a gratitude bracelet or a ring or something like this, because mm-hmm. it gets exactly to what you were saying, what this does, and what we're both articulating here, is taking yourself out of that vibrational state into a new one that's more conducive and and more to your highest good. And so, what I found with this is gratitude is one of the highest frequencies. And so, gratitude and shame and guilt and fear and all of those they don't they don't they're not bedfellows. So that you can't experience both at the same time. Like, be grateful for some horrible atrocity, right? It's it's one of these things to where if you can just shift it, Right? Uh, there are little things like this. Like My wife gave me this piece of amethyst. It's with me every single time I speak with someone because it's my gratitude rock. I just think, thank everyone. This is my reminder that if I ever do start to spiral, boom, I've got it. Another little bracelet or something like this, like your ring that you were talking about. Uh, just a little reminder that every time you glance at it or a gratitude rock in your pocket, when you touch it, think of something you're grateful for. And then that's a spiral. So if you are going to spiral, let's spiral in the vibe direction, you know? Yes. Now you um, make jewelry as well, right? So do you have anything like this to wear like ones for gratitude, ones for, you know, things like that?
1: I always tell people. So I make orgone and jewelry, and they come with their own sort of what they're good at, what they mm. want to do. Sort of like I psycho and I ask the tuning forks, like, what do you want to do, yeah. <laughs> right? And I ask them, like, what do you want to do? What do you want to be? And and I'm guided at which materials I put in and which materials I use, and so it's all being channeled through. And at the end, I'm like, wow, look at you! <laughs> like this is what you wanted to be and do, and and here's what you're good at. So if you go to my site, you can sort of read like what what that orgone and what that piece of jewelry would be good at. But I always tell people that it also comes with this blessing infused and that activates when you decide this is mine, that we belong together, and we're going to do this together. And you give it that intention, it can encompass whatever your intention is. It's a powerful piece of energy, right? With this Mm -hmm. blessing and this orgone energy and all of these things that came together to create it. So it might be really good at protection. It might be really good at um, you know, increasing, uh, loving connection with others or all sorts of different things, you know, some of them monetary wellness as well, or, or whatever. Right. But if you have this intention, like I also, I also want this to, you know, bring blessings to my, my dog who's needs healing right now or something good. Tell it that. And then give it that job. And then there it is. Now it's in a send energy that way. Like this is part of what it's facilitating for you. And when it's done doing that, give it a new job. Okay. Now I would love for, thank you so much. Thank you for helping me do this. And now I would love for you to help me be more aware of, you know, this specific thought pattern I'm having and, and help me to overcome it and transform it into gratitude or, you know, wellness of some other kind great, then it's going to do that, right? You get to choose actually for any of them. So I think it's easier when what the, the piece you find has the vibrations already in it of the types of things you're most likely going to use it for, but it's never going to stop you from using it in a different way. Orgone is infinite, eternal, and you know directed by our intention and, and love. So you you can do with it what you will. So I also do custom ones and people can ask for certain specific energies to all be put together in this, in this one piece. And then I can do that with them as well. Um, But yeah, that's a great question. I do think also that, that we can do this, right. Just with our, again, we are orgone accumulators. We are this, this transceiver and so we can do it, but I just think it helps, right. Like as a reminder, mostly but also as this like director of your intention like you said this sort of tulpa you're putting this and they're giving it this job you're imbuing it with this and then you're creating that therefore for yourself that trust and that love that this is what's going to happen and and i think that's really powerful and that's why i love that's why i love creating them and i love when people are drawn to to get them Um, I just had this hangout. We do hangouts after the show every Thursday uh, for people who are supporters. Um, And so we just did this hangout yesterday and it was so interesting because everyone who was in the hangout had all happened to have got orgone from me which uh-huh. isn't i mean it's not like a million people have right and it's not like but it was just funny because someone brought up their orgone and they were talking about it someone else was like oh i also have orgone and here's this and then someone else was like me too and i was like wow every single person here has a piece of that it makes me feel so special <laughs> like thank you everybody um but it was a really beautiful beautiful moment and i love also to teach people just about orgone because i thought everybody knew i actually went to this spiritual fair uh, with my orgone thinking, well, I'm gonna be one of like 12 booths selling orgo and it's not gonna be that special, but I do think my orgone is very special, actually. It's unlike any orgone I've ever seen anywhere else. Again, like we were talking about, because I was just like, you tell me, guys, like, how do I do orgon the best? And what is the way, what is the best for other people? And how should I put this together? And my guides were like, like this. And I didn't people were like, that's not orgo. And I'm like, Pfft yeah right whatever (laughs) like yes it is um so it is very different you know but I got there and I was like the only booth with orgone and I was like what's happening like I thought everybody knew orgone and made orgone and orgone was just everywhere because that's how it was in my life people would just throw orgone and crystals at me my whole life and I'm like cool okay I'm like surrounded by orgone and crystals so I just thought everybody was saturated with it nope so many people have no idea what I'm even talking about they don't know what orgone is I was so blown away by this um so yeah I'm really happy that I make orgone now because I thought I was just one more person in a vast sea of Oregon makers which is true in a way but in another way it's not actually all that much it's pretty weird
0: it's not. And I love it. I We have uh, several as well. Just mine's off camera here. I can't reach it. But um, if you don't mind, just because I don't like to assume, uh, yeah. just for any audience members out there that would like some more clarification on it or even a new interpretation, as the first Orgone expert that I've ever had on the show, do you <laughs> mind uh, just giving us your thoughts and perspectives yeah. on it? Just educate us a little bit.
1: Absolutely. Well, Orgone uh, comes from... The, the word comes from Wilhelm Reich, who is this much maligned scientific uh, explorer who... Um, learned of it and and called it orgone because he uh based that off of the orgasm actually so orgasm and orgone are very closely connected and this is part of why people rejected him as a scientist is you're not supposed to talk about sex or orga- especially orgasm right like that's not allowed to be talked about in yeah but in polite company
0: but freud's cool you can talk about banging your yeah. mom and everything but yeah not no orgasms right <laughs> right yeah.
1: uh so people just rejected him he actually was thrown in prison eventually hit it it was it was rough but um He did all of this experimentation with what he called orgone accumulators. Uh, But just to take a step back, though he described orgone as being connected to the orgasm, what orgone actually is as a word and as a concept is just a description of the universal life force. Mm. So we already have many words for this way before Reich came along, words like prana or chi or soul or spirit or ether or source or love whatever you'd call that, right. That is everywhere all of the time, ever present and sort of undergirding all of creation that force, that energy. So he just called it orgone. So we have this um, word for it. One of many words, we could just as easy call it anything else, but what he really did was he described orgone accumulation. So again, we're all orgone accumulators and his idea, the, the moment of our highest level of orgone that we channel and bring through and, and, use to create in the world is the moment of orgasm. So that's why he connected those ideas. Right. And that makes so much sense. It's true. And in most ancient traditions, it's true that the orgasm and and sexual energy is like, that's like the prima materia, right? Like that's what everyone, you can use it really poorly or you can use it really powerfully. (laughs) And so you know, choose your own adventure there. So he's calling this orgone. He's connecting it to the orgasm. He's just rediscovering these ancient truths that were already known again throughout the world. And he's packaging them a little bit differently, but the difference is he describes these devices that can accumulate them outside of you and that you can then use them to sort of direct this intention and energy in certain ways. So he starts using this to heal people. He has these good results with that. Which is one of the reasons why he started to get targeted and attacked. I'm sure mm-hmm. Rockefeller Medicine didn't like that. I'm sure, but then he also finds that you can affect the weather with this. Uh, so he starts making these orgone creations that, um, you know, you can do what he called cloud busting, uh, and you can do cloud seeding actually too. Anything you can do with any tool, you can do the converse of it as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. People now use this. And, and this was actually my first introduction to Oregon was my neighbor where I, I lived one time. I had just moved there and I didn't know the area that well. And we met um, online through one of these conspiracy groups, one of, one of them. And she was like, I live right next to you. And I was like, oh, my God, I just moved here. And she was like, let me show you around and all the like, you know, cool hiking spots and rivers and lakes and whatever. And I was like, awesome. So she came and picked me up. And when I went out to meet her on her big car, she had this giant tube like propped on the top like it was aiming up at the sky, though. I mean, this was massive. It was like four feet long and it was this big PVC pipe. And I was like, what is that? She's like, oh, that's my Oregon cloud buster. And I was like, what the hell are you talking about? She's like, watch, it's cloudy day. You'll see. And so we got in the car and she started driving. We're driving this direction for a time. And she's like, those clouds are going to clear up any second now. And I was like, yeah, right. And they did. And I was like, "Weird." I was like, well, that could be just coincidence, right? We turned like a different direction. We're driving up the mountain. Those clouds cleared up. We probably turned out there. We parked somewhere and like shot it out at the, whatever we were looking down on this valley and everything. And all the clouds, chemtrails included dispersed. Damn. And I was like, what is this magic? And she was like, this is Oregon. And I had heard of it before, um, but I had never really understood or known. And she explained it to me. And then she gave me my first piece. Um, of Oregon and and I was I could feel like the energy like swirling around and I was like this is amazing what is this she's like it's literally just like metal and chunks of rock in resin yeah. and I was like what how is it this powerful and she's like and I was like remembering and then I, I went and looked at, at Wilhelm Reich and I was seeing his basic approach was just layering organic and inorganic And at the root of everything, everything's organic, right? So what does that even mean? But it's things that are closer to having been alive and and living what we call living. And then things are like much farther from that uh, state. So metals and rocks and crystals are the sort of inorganic and then like plant material and cotton and, um, those types of things would be the organic, right? So he literally, some of his orgone accumulators were like a wood plank and a metal plank, and then a wood plank and then a metal, you know, sheet. And then that was the, that was the organ. And he made boxes out of this and you would just sit inside and it would just heal you. Right. And you're like, how can it be that simple? And you're like, well, isn't everything at the root that simple, right? Like we were talking about the DNA being our Akashic record like isn't it all actually designed to be so simple and pure and beautiful and easy actually (laughs) we just we've been trained to not accept it it has to be hard we have to work for it and it has to be like, like it doesn't actually have to. in fact we were meant to be living as as divine beings in the garden so to speak so so that was my introduction to Oregon. And, and then again, it just started like being so everywhere. People would send me Oregon. Everyone was making Oregon and all this Oregon, Oregon. Everybody's talking about Wilhelm Reich. And really, I realized now that was just my training, right? <laughs> that, was, that was part of me being guided to eventually make Oregon. But it made me have this illusion that like, this was so saturated. Like everybody knew, everybody had it. It was all over the place. So when people were like, you should make Oregon. And my guides were like, you actually have to make Oregon now. So like deal with it. I was like, no, I don't make Oregon. Orgone. Other people make orgone. I'm not doing that. Not, I'm doing this. I'm, ma- I'm doing tarot. I'm doing healing. I'm doing like whatever. Uh and then finally it was like so loud. And my guides were like, you have to make argon. And I was like, ah, fine. <laughs> and so I was like, I'm not taking any training courses. I'm not like going to read what other people do or whatever. I'm just going to, again, like I said, ask them like, what should I do? And they're like, okay, cool. Here's the crystals you're going to use. And here's this, they're like, you're going to use plant matter for your organic. You're going to use dried. You're going to, cause I, At the same time, I suddenly started getting all these flowers. People are giving me flowers all the time and I can't throw flowers away. So I dry them all. So I have all these dried flowers everywhere. (laughs) So then I started being, oh, that's what it was for. I'm supposed to use this in the Oregon too. So I started combining my layers of plant matter and, and my crystals and my metals and gold and silver and copper and all of these things. But very differently, so when I see other people's orgone, they're very strict lines, just kind of how I was describing Rikes, right? Like, here's a plank of wood, and here's a sheet of metal, plank of wood, sheet of metal. And other people are so like, here's the layer of crystal, and then here's the layer of plant, and here's this. And the way I was guided to do it was to mix it all together because this is omnidirectional, yeah. right? There's not just one direction orgons flowing. It's flowing in all directions. So we want the layers to be, like, in every direction. So um, do I have a piece here? I guess I don't weirdly have any of my own around me right now, but people can go to the site and see them. They're incredibly beautiful. I just am like, even if you didn't know or care what Oregon was, they're just really beautiful pieces of art. Um, And so I hope people want to go see them and enjoy them. But I I just was guided to do that. And they're super powerful to me. Um, Yes, there's a piece of Oregon right there.
0: Yeah, this one was made by a friend. It's got a little uh, recess for a lamp in the bottom Mm. of it. So yeah, I love it.
1: Yeah, that's what I love the light combined with it too. So the ones that I was guided to make that are my favorite are these orgone lotus votives. They're candle holders. So you can put a candle in it. And especially if you turn the lights off and watch that shine in all of the beautiful prismatic, like it's so cool. I love them so much. So I'm very grateful I was uh, given gave up my stubbornness and my illusions and followed my, uh, guidance and my, my passion in that. And then I get to make these beautiful creations.
0: Amazing. I will absolutely go on your website, be ordering one, of, at least one of these from you today. I got, <laughs> I need to get a candle holder one for sure. Uh, so yeah. So, um, thank you. And they are beautiful. They're fascinating. Uh, I just love the concept now, uh, tying this in to, have you heard anything about the electroculture gardening? Have you heard any of that?
1: No, is this when people um, are bringing in the sort of etheric energy and using it to to grow? Yeah, I've seen this in, you know, ancient structures. Like, I don't remember what they're called. I think it was Freeman Fly first introduced me to this concept, but they're these, um, they're just round stone houses, but they're Mm. raised up like 30 feet and it seemed like below was the garden. And so they were thinking like, maybe this is just a mini like kind of orgone accumulator or etheric like channeler. Um, and people have talked about what, that with like those cathedrals, you know, cathedrals and the and the Tartarian antiquitech, you know, channeling this through and all the area around was perhaps this really fertile farmland. But I haven't heard of anyone bringing it back, like I'm using it now.
0: Uh, it's coming back hard. Are you on TikTok? That's You're so on TikTok, cool. aren't you? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, so yeah, on TikTok I found a ton of stuff. So I'll send you some things. One of oh, the more awesome. basic ones. Yeah, absolutely. And this was from again old ancient like writing. Somebody found like their grandfather's uh, farmer's almanac from like the 1800s or the farmer's almanac equivalent, whatever that is. And they were looking in it, and there was a diagram of a guy with a plank of wood that he made, and then you wrap copper on it, and you coil that copper all the way down, and then you just stick it in the dirt. Dude. Now people all over the place are doing these on mini control tests, but this ties into Oregon in a second. Uh, they take just basically sticks. The simplest version of this, just take a piece of wood, again, your organic and metal, wrap copper around it and just stick it in the soil. That's it. It grabs the et- etheric energy or uh, this orgone energy and disperses it throughout. Now they've done control beds. So they'll have one with the orgone in it and one with not, or the electroculture rather. And the one with the uh, electroculture in it, I mean, the plants are crazy huge. Their yields are 14 times more than they should be. Also, it'll grow to the height of whatever your stick is, you know, whatever your wow. uh, progenitor is. So if you grow, <laughs> you stick like a 10-foot pole in the ground, you're going to have things that grow extremely tall. It's kind of like they're – it says, hey, grow to here and produce a ton in between all that. Now, the other interesting part about this, another byproduct, if you will, is that there are no pests whatsoever. You don't even need to plant like sacrificial crops. Crops or anything next to the crop that aphids or something are normally attracted to. They just don't want anything to do with it. You can also do this with little pieces of copper. We live out here in the country. We have water troughs for like our donkeys and goats and shit. And uh, you can put um, copper, just little copper cuttings of pipe in the bottom of your water trough and there will be no algae in it whatsoever. No mosquitoes growing larvae in it. So it's just these really interesting things that whenever you start incorporating some of these Ancient, you know, type practices, and with some new understandings, that's when some real magic happens, and it's magic that we've had all the time. Back to what you were saying about the simplicity of it. I have the feeling here again that all the things out there are so damn loud and so distracting, and so confusing and convoluted, and spend a lot of your energy to just get to the bottom of, or just to formulate a, a, a desertion point where you're just like, oh, "Okay, here's how I feel about it," but it's hours and hours and hours of research on one level, but energy you've invested into this system that, again, just requires energy. One of my favorite quotes by Gordon White, and I say it all the damn time because I want everybody to think about this, is your reaction to the crisis is part of the crisis. And so if you are constantly in fear about something or you're constantly got something on your mind or even investing a ton of energy into just finding out if it's bullshit or not, you're still contributing energy into that. And so it's distracting you away from the simple answers that can be found if you just quiet the mind enough to listen to them. And, you know, with the with the way that the world works today, you know, uh, for a lot of folks is, you know, they're constantly things on their mind. Oh God, what happened on that show last night? Oh God, I hope my boss doesn't. And then you play out a thousand scenarios. Uh, Oh God, you know, I hope we have enough bread or uh, I hope the wife remembered, you know, little Johnny's shin guards for practice. Like there's always so many things going on in your mind. And this is why I asked for your, uh, your just techniques or tips for some little mindfulness things that we can replace some of the, I guess, uh, apprehension of our consciousness, you know, the outsourcing of our energy that we can do that's a little bit more mindful. And so I love these little simple things because, man, you you write it on a sticky note or something like that, put it in your glove box, put it wherever, and you see it constantly. Then it's now just a part of your day. You can put, um, and I know you know this, just mainly just for people listening, you can put little sticky notes all around your computer that say different things. Uh, good affirmations, uh, goals that you've got, things to come to me easily and effortlessly, you know, just whatever you want. And those will seep into you subconsciously, just like all the nonsense you're surrounded with. Even if you're not paying attention to that TV show, for some reason, you hear it, you feel it, and you remember it, but it's where your attention is focused. And so if you can just replace a little bit of that chatter with not only quiet and stillness, but something that's a little bit more mindful because that's your stair step into this ultimate balance and truth with yourself which I think is just so goddamn cool. So uh, I wanted to ask though um, having to do now with the electroculture um, I'm going to send you some things so that you can check into it but maybe like an organite type an organ um, type pyramid structure for the garden or for yeah. something like that, where so you're infusing copper and wood maybe and then making these a little bit more aesthetically pleasing I guess because you know just a yeah. stick with some copper around it's pretty cool but man you can make some woo stuff you could put like a get a little light in it or something like that and really yeah. you know whimsy it up
1: oh it makes me feel like um wizard staffs had way more purpose than we probably think right oh. they're probably like here's the copper here's the gold here's the silver here's the stones of a certain cut um, yes. You know, I love rough stones, but I always think about there's this sacred geometry in the in the cuts and the facets, too, that like channels a certain type of energy in a certain way, I'm sure. So this oh, yeah. level of technology, I mean, we think about the cymatic windows in those Tartarian, you know, cathedrals, uh, and they clearly are channeling a specific type of energy that corresponds to a specific tone in the you know, audible range as well. And all of these things combined together to create this, there's, there's a purpose for all of this. And this is the type of stuff I feel like we lost or was taken from us, but that isn't gone. You know, and there's a reason why um, when people are channeling things, they they tend to reflect the same messages because there's, are sort of universal truths actually. And You know, when people are spending a lot of time freaking out and looking at the way the world seems to be going and all this stuff that's, you know, oh, it's so scary and nuclear war or whatever. And I'm just like, who cares? Actually, (laughs) like it doesn't matter am I if there were a war. I don't even know if there is one. If there is a war and if there are nukes, I don't even know that they exist. And if there are nukes and if they happen to drop one on me, am I going to be able to stop it? Like, no. So who cares? Yeah. Right. If, I, if they drop it near me and it has fallout and it affects me, was I going to be able to? No. So who cares? <laughs> right. And if it never happens, well, good. I'll be glad I never worried about it then because it didn't matter. <laughs> Either way, it actually didn't matter. And. And then people also get lost in this, like, but what are we going to do? But what are we going to do? But what are we, they own all the food. They're t- shutting down all the chance to eat. They're doing, what are we going to do? And I'm like, I mean, I'm growing what I can, right? Like, that's what I can do. So I'm not going to be scared about whether or not there's going to be food. I'm just going to be focused on creating this abundance and knowing I have always had what I needed. I always have had what I needed, even when I was homeless and didn't have food, I always had what I needed. We got through that and it was fine, actually. Uh, It was better than fine. It helped me create this amazing being I get to be now, right? And so I just trust, like, it doesn't matter. It's going to be fine. And just to keep going. And, and finally, that we have those tools. What you just said is like blowing my mind that like, of course we could do that. And of course it's coming back because right now is the time where we are remembering yep. exactly who we are, exactly what we are and exactly what we can do, which is Fucking anything, like anything we want. Do you want to grow a bunch of fucking food? Hell easily stick this thing in the ground, like yeah. just do it. <laughs> right. And things like that. I keep being so amazed at how much of it is coming back and how fast it's coming back. And again, You can be stuck in the, but how is everyone going to learn it? Or how are they all going to find it? Or how are we going to get it out? Just let it go. Just let it be. Just do it yourself and then let the rest go and let it be. It's going to happen. That is actually what has always been going to happen right now. We've always been going to have this renaissance and this resurgence of true humans living as true humans, fully in touch with our soul. You know, I was just talking about this on the show last night. Uh, We did this whole deep dive into DNA and the cymatics of it and how it corresponds with sound and energy fluctuation and how we can go in there and it's the Akashic Record and all of this stuff. And I was talking about, um, you know, that in people talked about 2012, right? And they were like, well, 2012 is going to be this massive change and we're just going to like suddenly be in this world of infinite peace or whatever. And I was like, well... (laughs) that's a bit much. It is 3d reality. It's a little slow, but I do think in 2012, this like bell was rung and all of the people were like, Oh, that, right. Just like we were talking about that you can hold this vibration and people subconsciously or consciously will respond to it and remember it. And I feel like this giant bell was rung. This energy came through and a bunch of people came back online, like fully and we're still kind of weeding out. Like what are we getting rid of? You know, what are we really like clearing the channel and getting even more online? That's still happening. And there's a lot of people who are still in rejection of it, too, and are like, no, no, didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. I'm not going to hear it. Right. Like that's happening, too. But it's all transforming. And I and I feel and I said this last night and I say this a lot. I feel genuinely that the, the chaos that's seeming to go on and the sort of death. These are the death throes. Of that, which is resisting this giant bell that's been rung. And they can't actually. Like the vibration is here now. Like it's it's just, that is just true. And so we're going to keep seeing these resurgences. We're going to keep seeing this simple solutions that create profound uh example and they're not going to require super intensive amounts of energy and super intensive amounts of production and you know these giant windmills that have to be replaced every five seconds they're going to be like yeah you can go grab a stick and you can get some copper and you can just stick this in the ground or it's going to be stuff like that uh, more and more and i just i just know that (laughs) i just know that that's what's happening
0: you are just such a fucking breath of fresh air you just you. <laughs> are just the I'm so glad you're out there. I'm so glad you're here. Part of us doing this. I mean, I, I get we're all a mirror to each other, but God damn. I mean, incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, you just take words out of my mouth. Uh, in fact, uh, that's that's how I'd like to end it, to be honest with you. You absolutely crush. Thank you so much. We'll be back any damn time you want. I'll, of course, be <laughs> linking all of the ways to find you down in the show notes. But if you don't mind, I'll give you the last word here. Um, and thank you again from the bottom of my heart for this. But please tell the folks where they can find you and just Maybe some parting words of wisdom for us.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Brandon. It's been really, really nice to be here and, and be able to get this deep. You know, I feel like the host is, um, again, like you said, that reflection. And so I only get to share this much, this deeply because you're open to it and you understand it and you vibrate it back. So thank you for being that as well. Uh, I really would love for people to go to rogueways.org. There's so much There, I do the orgone, I have the crystal jewelry, I do tarot readings, I do healings with people, I do sound healings with people, I do just one-on-one, you know, talk sessions, we can uh, talk things through, whatever your experiences are that you want to get to the bottom of. I do guided um, sessions in which the messages from your allies and your guides come through and and help to heal you as well. It's it's really a healing session as well, it always is, but um, you get some of those messages directly from them channeled through. I do channeled writings. You can find them on Substack and on rogue.locals.com, which is my little community over there on locals. Um, I'm on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those places for people. All those are linked to from the site at rogueways.org. I'm sure there's more that I'm forgetting too. I would also love for people if they want to come listen or watch the show, uh, it's anywhere podcasts are. It's also on Rockfin as video. Uh, It's on YouTube. Most of the time as video, although I have like you have to often not put it there. (laughs) So not, there's a lot that's not on YouTube, but there is still a lot that is there. Um, And then of course the audio exclusives are on Apple podcasts. The video exclusives are on Rockfin. So any of those places is the best place to find me and I just hope everybody remembers more and more that truth and all the things we've been talking about and that it may not seem so easy sometimes to shift that thinking and to shift your attention and your focus, but like all the little ways we've talked about, it's really where you want to start. You want to start anywhere, start with any of those things and just start reminding yourself that's that's your job for you is to remind yourself of what you really do believe and know in your heart and the direction that you really do want to go in more and more leave those little trails of messages in every way you can all around your environment. And the more you choose that, you'll be astounded at all of the good that comes from it. Uh, And if you ever need the support with the the hard things that come along with it too, uh, I know we both have your back here. So come back anytime.
0: Outstanding conversation Uh, Lindsay Sharman and all the ways to find her Will be located down in the show notes guys Definitely check her show Rogue Ways out Also pick up one of her six books and counting I I think she's fascinating Also go get some Orgon from her Uh, I'm going to do the same so we can kind of compare I'll be like ooh what would you get from Lindsay So uh, definitely like I said guys check out the show notes for all the ways to find her Amazing Lindsay thank you so much For coming by and spending some time with us That was incredible and you will be back We have so many more things to discuss So we're just getting going here Uh, So while you guys are down in the show description checking her out, check out our resource links as well. We have Food Forest Abundance, Get Your Freedom From Fear On, Opus, the Organization for Paranormal Understanding and Support. Also, if you want to start your own podcast, there is a link down there that says start your own podcast. Could not encourage anybody more uh, that wants a voice and wants to get out there and say something. Start your own damn podcast, guys. It's amazing. Also, the Manifesters got. If you really want to step your game up, this is what did it for me. He's got a sweetheart of a scholarship deal just for you, the listeners of this show. But also at checkout, if you type in "expanding reality" all caps, no spaces, he sweetens the deal on top of that. So take advantage of that if that's something that you fancy. All right, guys, go out into this incredibly beautiful and mysterious place, whatever the hell this thing is, and y'all pick up a piece of litter. Be nice to everybody that you come across, just pleasantries. You know, it's it's not a huge thing, and it's amazingly powerful. Uh, also, while you're out there doing all that cool stuff, go ahead and, um, you know, get out of the left-hand lane. You got somebody behind you wanting to pass there. Also, you know, if you want to really, really up the game there, buy somebody in line around you a coffee or a meal. Just something really, really small goes a massive way in the collective. You take nothing else from this show go out into this beautiful, mysterious place, whatever the hell this thing is, guys, and y'all just be good to one another. Thank you so much for listening, for watching, for engaging, and just for being the most amazing folks. We'll see you next time.